This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, too. God bless you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined? Good morning, Felicito. This is Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Same to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valuable. Happy Wednesday, it's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Have a blessed day, sis. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else just joined us?
Patricia. This is Patricia Tenacious T, and so glad to be with you all on this wonderful Wednesday. God bless. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Good morning, VV. It's Dee Dee. I love you. Good morning, Dee Dee. Happy Wednesday and love you. Keep continuing to keep you lifted up. Thank you, sis. I sure need it. I know, I know. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacito. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacito. Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Good. Wednesday? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. You too. Likewise. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Yes. Hey, good morning. Um, Valuable is Moxie. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Good morning, Moxie. Happy Wednesday. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valdosita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a part prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us during the month of June, where our monthly theme is entitled Sanctification Set Apart. All the declarations will focus on the importance of sanctification and being set apart to do and hear the will of God so that you can execute his plan for you. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving your giving and trust. There are no um, prayer requests from the app. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Romans Chapter 15, verse 16, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, 
He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offspring acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Christina Joy. Have a blessed day. you right now for here we are oh lord we're here gathered together this day making a joyful noise in our hearts coming to you with gladness and thanksgiving we thank you that we can even be in partnership with you through prayer even now we thank you for you shifting the atmosphere and embracing us with your presence, for where two or three are gathered in your name, you're in the midst. So we thank you for being in our midst. We thank you that we can even be in partnership with you through prayer, for greater your mercies, and they are new every morning. So we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We thank you, and we praise you for all of your many blessings, for keeping us away from dangers over the night that were seen and unseen. We thank you that we have even come to you in a totally different realm than the Zion realm, and we have entered into the city of the living God which is the new Jerusalem, and we have joined into the festal gatherings of the myriads of angels and their joyous celebration, and as members of the church of the firstborn, all of our names have been legally registered as citizens of heaven. So we come before you, O God, knowing that you judge all, and you live among the spirits of the righteous, knowing that we have been made perfect in your eyes. We come to you through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our friend, our faithful advocate, our intercessor and our high priest, through his blood that covers us and covers a multitude of sins, the blood that continues to cry out from heaven, forgiveness. So we thank you that we are seated in heavenly places right now with Christ Jesus, and it is from this plane that we wore and that we ran. We thank you that you allow us to come to you in a spirit of repentance, Asking forgiveness of all sins, known or unknown, so that these prayers and this praise be not hindered. We thank you that you have created within us a heart of thanksgiving, so we choose to abide in you in the spirit of truth, and we are in a continued state of fellowship and worship with you. We thank you that you set us apart for your purpose after we surrendered and gave up our lives so that we could see eternal salvation, so we know that we are of a royal priesthood and a chosen generation 
For we thank you for setting us apart according to your purposes. For we know that you know that the plans that you have for us are plans to prosper us, to provide a future with a hope and an expected end. And we also know that when we come and we pray to you and we call upon you, you said that we will, you will let us hear you. And when we search for you, you will let us find you. And when we seek you with all of our hearts, you will let us find you, according to Jeremiah 29, verses 13 through 14. So right now we come seeking and searching for you in all of our hearts. We lift up to you all the unspoken prayer requests right now. Anybody that maybe couldn't even say what they wanted to say, anybody that has a prayer on their heart as they think about it right now, is there in a posture of surrenderance unto you? Is there in a posture of acceptance of your will right now? And we ask for those unspoken prayer requests that were written upon the hearts of your saints to be lifted up to you in the throne as we come boldly before your throne of grace. Let them be presented unto you as golden bowls of incense with a sweet and a, a sanctified smelling aroma. Mm. As we set ourselves apart even today to take part of a consecration, to fast, as we push away our plate, let those who may have thought that they can't do it today, give them the strength on the inside so the joy of the Lord is our strength and let them know that you have given them everything they need to get through this day because your word says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we thank you even now for giving us the nourishment of your word that comes to us as manna from heaven. We thank you that we will see a move of God on this day, that we will see a revival even in our homes and in our hearts that are in our jurisdictional territory and the authority that you have given us, that because we have given up a sacrifice and we have chosen to set ourselves apart according to your purpose, you will honor these requests. You will hear our cries and you will allow that our prayers will not be earthbound. You will allow for the atmosphere to not have a, a one of delay or denial from the enemy for we know that we do not war against flesh or blood, but against principalities, against wickedness and high places. So we thank you even now that your angels are fighting our fight right now to make sure that the enemy cannot delay or deny the prayer. We thank you that even in the courts of heaven, for the, we ask that the courts be seated according to Daniel 7, 9, and 10, that whatever the adversary comes and tries to accuse us with, we thank you that his sins are covered by the blood. Our sins are covered by the blood. Everything that the enemy has to accuse us with are covered by the blood. So we thank you that even those sins of our forefathers that we may not have even known were in the bloodline, that they have been cleansed right now by the blood of Jesus. We lift up this nation unto you. All the things and the turmoil that's going on in the nation, all the uncertainty with everything as post-pandemic is upon us. And we thank you that you said that he who abides in the secret place and in the shelter of the Almighty will be covered. I thank you that you allow us to abide in your secret place. I thank you that you cover us 
with your feathers. I thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear on this morning, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I ask that everybody who is under the sound of my voice, who is covered in the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, and the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the gospel of peace sandals, the sword of the spirit, which is your word, oh God, and our shield of faith, which we use to quench any flaming arrows of the enemy as they begin to prepare to go to war by releasing their sound. Let them remember that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And you say that every tongue that rises up against us, you will condemn. And that you say, God, that if you be for us, then what is the whole world against us? And we should be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let our request be known to you, for we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For you said that you are going to make us the head and not the tail, and we shall be above only and not believe. We thank you that you will open up your good treasures of heaven to give us rain in the land and our seasons, and that you said that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power of love that works in us. So right now, as we begin to take our thrones off you, we do so prophetically, declaring from a place of victory oh, that it is thank so. You. Thank 
Let the words out of her mouth and the meditation of her heart be acceptable in thy sight, for you are her strength and her redeemer. And let wisdom cover each and every person this day as a garland of beauty upon their head. And let insight and revelation be their intimate friend. Thank you for there being an atmosphere of revelation. Mm. Thank you for amplifying your spirit of discernment so that we will enable us to see beyond the limitations of our five senses on this day. And as she comes forth, Holy Spirit, you increase and may she decrease. And I thank you that her speech is seasoned with grace as she speaks to us on the call this morning. And cover her with the blood of Jesus and the anointing and the grace of God from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And as I close this prayer, I take solace in knowing that you said your word will not return back to you void, but it will accomplish what you please, and it shall prosper. For you said in Numbers hmm, 14.28, surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do the very things that I heard you say. So we know that it is so as it is according to your will. And it's in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, we pray as I feel this prayer in the blood. In Jesus' name, amen, as I pass the call. Dion, the call is in your hands. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah to God be the glory for the things that he consistently does. I'm grateful this morning <clears throat> that not only is he Jehovah Rapha, uh, not only does he provide for us, but he is Emmanuel, that he is currently present. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Wednesday. Good morning, God. Morning. Great morning um, to each of you. I pray that this morning finds you resting in his great love, experiencing his peace, on another level, and expecting the heart of God to manifest through your very life in every single place your foot tries upon this morning. It again is wait while we wait Wednesday. It's the day that we have set aside for fasting and for um, focusing and meditating and finding time and space simply to glean from the Father and to experience his love in our lives, keeping in mind that fasting is not for him. It is literally for you to keep you in a place of submission, to keep you in a place of sanctification and consecration. Intentionality is our portion when we make an active decision to push our plates back. And so I, as always, extend the invitation to you to join us. We just fast until 5 p.m. Meet right back here where Rochelle actually leads us into uh, a, a brief prayer and celebration of God doing new things in our hearts and in our lives. Uh, it, it's been a very power-packed month, and we are uh, speedily, in, in process of Exodus in the month of June. Again, it's the sixth month of the year already, you guys. And you still have time. You still have time to recover, to recuperate, and to recalibrate for the next season of your life with expectation that not only would it be great, uh, but that you would fulfill your purpose, what is written of you in the heavens, here in the earth realm. And so I'm excited about what this um, this season of study 
has done. My prayer is that <clears throat> some things were, were broken up in your heart and in your mind as it relates to sanctification. I pray that even some religiosity has been broken off of your thought process and the eyes of your understanding, that you would just begin to walk in the fullness of joy that is promised uh, based upon the word of God being alive, quick and sharp, active, actively operating in our lives. Thank you, Valuable. Thank you, Christina. Um, and thank you to each of you who lended your voices to the sound of our collective and corporate praise this morning. Uh, you blessed me. I'm going to go right into our teaching. Um, and what my prayer is this morning, um, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that the eyes of your understanding would be illuminated with the truth of God's word through the power of his presence. I pray that supernatural transformation not only take place, but an impartation uh, of, of his spirit would endow you this morning in such a way that you would begin to see um, not just clearly what God's plan is for your life, but just that you would really understand that we have access to so much as believers. Um, we absolutely do ourselves a disservice when we don't know who we are in and through him. I'm going to um, share from a very, very familiar passage of scripture. Um, my prayer is that you'd hear it differently this morning. Um, it's a little bit lengthy in reading, but I promise if you go with me, we are going somewhere. We hear so frequently, um, all things are working together for the good of them that love him and are the called according to his purpose. But I want to back it up today. We're going to be uh, coming out of Romans, the eighth chapter. I'm going to back it up just a little bit, um, and and then we're going to take it a little bit further. Mm, and my prayer is that you would hear it today differently than you've heard it before. I know when I read it, I don't know that I was expecting all that I got to be received. So let's go right into it. Um, you guys know I'm going to probably use a little bit of Ebonics, <laughs> um, because I want to explain it in such a way that uh, a two-year-old would give it. Amen? Amen. All right, Romans 8, 26. In the same way, uh, and I'm reading from the Amplified. I'm reading from the Amplified, and I'm, I'm reading it from this passage because of how well it reads. In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We don't know what to pray or to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Holy Spirit himself knows our needs and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with his will. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, 
causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose, for those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately share in his complete sanctification. Let me say that again. For those who he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately to share in his complete sanctification, so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many believers. And those who he predestined, he also called. And those who he called, he also justified, declared free of the guilt of sin. And to those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity. What then shall we say to these things? Listen, if God is for us, who can be successfully against us? He who did not spare even his own son, hallelujah, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things. Who will bring any charge against God's elect, his chosen ones? It is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless and putting us in right relationship with himself. Listen, and putting us in right relationship with himself who is the one who condemns us. Christ Jesus is the one who died to pay the penalty. And more than that, who was raised from the dead and who is at the right hand of God, interceding with the Father for us. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Hallelujah. Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, just as it is written and forever remains written, for your sake, we are put to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us, so much that he died for us. For I'm convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life, nor angel nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor debt, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Say
So I know that was a lot. That was a lot, and I would encourage you to go back and read it for yourself. We traditionally spend so much time listening to what's been taught, but not necessarily gleaning and or understanding it for ourselves uh, to the degree of revelation. Information without revelation can never provoke transformation. Some of us wonder why we stay the same, keeping in mind that we're talking about sanctification and and what we've heard over and over again throughout this month is, um, I think for, for many years, sanctification has been such a taboo word in in church vernacular, not in kingdom, in church vernacular. But but what I want to, I'm going to go back and read 29 because I, I want you to understand that um, not only do we have access to sanctification, but you can't sanctify you. <laughs> For those who he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, let me say that again. For those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately, listen, to share in his complete sanctification. I want you to think about the word share. If somebody shares something with you, guess what that means? It was never yours to begin with. You've just been given access because someone else has it. When you understand the power of being set apart, he shared his set-apartness with us. He shares his sanctification with us. It's not something that we earn. It's something we have access to if we have the capacity to receive what that looks like. Key thing being, to those who he foreknew, which only means that he knew you already, right? He already knew who you would be, how you would be, what you would be, why you would be. And he even knew to what degree uh, you would grasp who he foreknew. But not only does he foreknow us, he already has an objective, an agenda, a, a whole mindset, a whole written anthology of who you are. The key is, do you have the capacity? Have you come to an understanding to the degree that you choose to believe what he says over what you have in mind, right? He, he not only didn't predestine us, but he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. In essence, to be translated from one idea, one set of uh, rules concerning your identity to the truth of who 
Jesus is. In in other words, you, you don't even have to think about who it is that you are um, outside of being conformed to who Jesus pre-assigned you to be. All you ever have to do is agree with what's already established in the heavens. Let me let me just read this part again because I I, I I want you to get this. For those who he foreknew and loved and selected and chose and opted to bring to himself beforehand, he also predestined. That means that he already knows that as soon as you recognize who you are in him, the limitations that you created in the own uh, in your own mind will be broken because you now have access to this being set apartness that is granted just because Jesus shares it with you. So so it has absolutely, and this gonna make religious people mad. That's okay. It absolutely makes you uncomfortable to know that. No matter what you do, you don't have what it takes to sanctify yourself outside of agreement with what's already written of you. So, so Dion, what, what does that look like and, and how, how do I access it? Well, that's why I read the entire package because what we don't, not, not package, passage, pardon me, what we don't get there are things that are set in place already. There are things that we have um, not necessarily been taught, but more than anything, we've not taken responsibility for our own future, for our own present moment, um, because we've relied on other people to tell us who we are in Christ, right? The Bible says, in all thy getting, get what? and understanding. It means that it's absolutely your responsibility to know what's written of you, right? So so to, to those that he predestined, not only did he predestine you, but you couldn't have even come into a place of being submitted to hear the truth of the word of God unless he called you. There are so many people, uh, trillions of people in the world. Can I tell you a secret? Nothing about you is average. Nothing about you is regular. Nothing about you was created or designed to be forgettable or mediocre or regular. Right? He, He not only called you to himself, but he also justified you. Listen, listen. Declared you free of guilt from sin. Now, keeping in mind that we're living in the new covenant. We're living in now. We're not living in the history of of pre-Jesus. We're living in um, the truth of being justified, the truth of being sanctified because we now have access to sanctification because Jesus shares it with us, we now live in being absolved from 
the guilt or condemnation of sin. And because all of these um, uh, uh, accesses are available to us, all we have to do is be confident and competent that he does not have the capacity to lie, that what he says of who we are is simply the truth, right? Get this. Declared free from guilt and sin, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. That means he starts to uh, remind you of who you are through himself. The more we are present and cognizant and conscious of who Jesus is, the less our sin nature is actively functioning. The more present we are of the fact that we are uh, children of the Most High God, that we are predestined, that we are a royal priesthood, a holy generation, the more we recognize who he says we are, the more we behave like who we understand he said we are. Sanctification, set apart, uh, justified, glorified, all of those words, all of those um, adjectives are as a result of him already having an idea, an objective, an agenda for our lives. The problem is that because we have been reminded so constantly how awful we are and you going to hell and child you <laughs> listen we have been misinformed in such a way um that for many of us you spend 90 percent of your life guilting yourself about stuff that doesn't even matter if we focus on what sanctification is, it's just sharing, it's partnership, it's really recognizing who we are as it relates to identity. He also glorified them, listen, raising them to a heavenly dignity. There, there are certain things, and, and even when you think about um, different kingdoms, in England, the approach is different. In England, um, there, there are specific methods and means of how to say hello or uh, what the general populace does to acknowledge royalty or uh, the hierarchy and the order and the structure of how the kingdom operates. Everybody knows their place. Uh, you will never see a prince or a king uh, driving a car or running an errand because they understand that they send the word and things happen because of their position and the posture of their position. They know exactly what their use and intent and purposes doesn't mean that they get any and everything right in in the kingdom the the king if he uh, uh makes a mistake or an error it does not change the fact that he's a king it just means that he has humanistic behaviors it means that his um his his mind uh perhaps lost sight of of what he was called to. But if you pay attention to how kingdoms operate, there's just certain things that royalty does not do. Does it mean that they're perfect? Nah. Does it mean that even they have everything together? Well, nah. It means that they can practice specific or certain things because they are taught and trained how to operate like royalty. See, some of us have dealt with the disadvantage of being uh, taught how to behave like 
poppers. And if, if you know what poppers is in kingdom society, it means those that uh, live in a state of poverty. We've been spiritually impoverished. We've lived for many, many years beneath our means because we don't understand that who Jesus is already sanctifies us. There is a training process that can only take place if, in fact, you know the laws of your kingdom. We don't, we don't know the laws of our kingdom, right? So, so get this. 31 says, uh, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, if we are kings, who can successfully be against us? It means that nothing external can deter, distract, or um, deny who you are in kingdom. But the key is, if you don't know who you are, you never learn how to behave. And I'm not talking about behave by, uh, uh, by the sex of saying, be good. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I, I, good is almost insulting when you were designed to be great. Good is all is not even almost. It's a disservice to the greatness down on the inside of you. It is it is not faring well that you don't understand that you were created uh, and you are a a joint heir with him. An heir means that you don't work for it. It's something that's given to you. It's something that's handed to you. It's something that is betrothed to you. It's something that's handed down to you. Your greatness isn't even yours. All you have to do is know that, oh, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> oh, I, I was created to do great exploits. I was created to be unforgettable. I was designed to be a reflection of who Jesus is. And what, what does that look like? If you don't ever read your word and you listen to periodic sermons where somebody preaches at you and tells you uh, uh, that, that you go in hell because of your sin nature and just all the stuff that keeps you from really getting that you are hand-picked. You are set apart. You are sanctified in and through him because he made a choice of who you are before you ever got here. Let that sink in. It is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless and putting us in right relationship with himself. That's the word. That's not, I didn't just say that. I'm going to say it again. It is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless and putting us in a right relationship with himself. So, so then who is the one who condemns us? Right? Understanding and knowing that if Jesus died for everything you could think you would ever do that's in violation. If you really get that, for some of you who deal with a bunch of anxiety, 
a bunch of depression. You beat yourself up. Your self-talk is so horrible that it holds you captive to the lies that you believe for years and years. It tells you that you cannot do this and you will never be that. And you just like your daddy and you just like your mom. You you just like your old raggedy so-and-so, this, that, and the third. The, the enemy's favorite thing to do is to keep you oblivious of the truth of who you are, to keep you so caught up in your testimony and <laughs> what happened to you. This happened, and I was molested, and I was raped, and my daddy left me, and my mama was mean, and uh, we grew up in poverty. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I get it. I understand. And I'm sure all of that was frustrating. Child, listen. Now what? If you know that everything was absolved, in the truth that Jesus died to cover all of that, that that history was simply put in place so that you understand that nothing that happens can derail, destroy, thwart, or uh, diminish what's already said of you. Considering that Christ died, he already paid the penalty. But more than that, he got up with all power, yes, with heaven, power, heaven and earth in his hands, right? Keeping in mind that he already knows what you've gone through. He knows what you will go through. He already knows when you've blown it. He knows when you will blow it if you happen to blow it again, which we, we all do. But the beautiful thing is sanctification means this. Who can separate us from his love? And again, when you understand that not even tribulation, not not distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, just as it remains written forever. It, it's forever written of you that you are a joint heir with Jesus, that you are sanctified, justified, and glorified because he made a choice of you. He selected you. Out of all the trillions of people in the world, listen, everybody ain't uh, seeking the face of God, not the hand of God. There's a difference. Everybody is not chasing after him. Everybody doesn't want to know their identity or their purpose or where where they're supposed to go from here, or how they're supposed to access the greatness. Or uh, Everybody doesn't want to know about the difference in realms and understanding how to occupy kingdom mentality. Everybody doesn't want to know, uh, God, how do I move from the foyer and in the, the mansion, in the foyer of heaven? into the mansions and the hierarchy and the, the higher levels of heaven. Everybody doesn't want to know how to approach the throne of grace. Everybody doesn't want to know what does it look like to live my purpose out loud, being predestined for greatness, being predestined to be a reflection of who the Father is. Everybody doesn't want to know that. The fact that you, you, yes, you, 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 and you. Now, some of you guys just get here, uh, get on this call because it's a habit, it's a routine. But listen, I'm talking about the one who's 
desperate. My total boss. There are are places in our lives that we have to get to where our hunger and thirst for his righteousness, which he gives us access to because he predestined us, because he preselected us, because he foreknew us, there's a level of hunger that you get to where uh, just going to church on Sunday is absolutely not enough. You understand that you've been sanctified, you've been set apart, you've been consecrated for a purpose, that there are hundreds of thousands of thousands of people that God has ordered to hear your voice only. But uh, what are you saying when they hear you? Do they know that you know that you are predestined, that you are royalty, that you are seated in heavenly places high above principalities? Do they know about your gifts and your talents according to what's written of you? Not just because you're gifted and talented, because that comes without repentance, but do they know you as the sanctified one, the one who shares in his sanctification in such a way that your life is light? That when you walk in a room, you understand that you have dominion. You understand that you have authority and some stuff you don't even crave because it's beneath you. Uh, Some of us are grazing too low in uh, the words of Bishop Jake. Some of us are uh, feeding too low. You don't understand how valuable you are. And well, Deanna, you know, I, I don't know how to preach. Who cares? Nobody asks you to live love and light. Uh, well, Dion, I'm, I, I'm not the greatest singer. Who cares, honey? Ain't nobody asked you to sing a note, live love and light. Well, Dion, I'm not that sharp according to uh, what people, I don't have no degree. Child, who cares? Live and be love and light everywhere you go because of who he says you are. All you have to do is accept it, receive it. God. Give me the capacity to understand and know that if you're for me, I don't care what the world says I don't have. I'm already fully equipped. I dare you to just put your hand on your own self-chest. Everything I need, I have. I promise you, listen, listen. The things that you need to occupy this sanctification that he was gracious enough to share with us is inside of you. That means uh, the sin that so easily besets you doesn't have to easily beset you, really. I'm I'm not telling you what I think. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, I'm telling you what I know. And I'm not saying that that you'll never do something unknowingly, but I'm I'm talking about that that stuff that you do um, that you know is out of pocket. You know, I'm I'm not gonna call them all out. You know that raggedy stuff because you don't believe uh, that you deserve more than that. You don't understand that you are royalty and that you literally are set apart. You can't just walk up to no king and and say whatever and do whatever. You can't just walk up to the queen and be, "Hey, queen!" You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Them, them guards will tackle you. See, when when you know where you stand, it's 
certain things you you no longer settle for. Certain things, um, instead of throwing yourself at stuff halfway. You know, some of us have never given ourselves to anything. <laughs> you know, we kind of do this and we sort of do that. You know what I'm talking about. You know that partiality that you operate in because you don't really think you deserve any better. Not really understanding that, for real, in Romans 8 and 26, it, it literally says, um, just from the beginning of the word, in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weaknesses. Like, we got action because we are spirit first and then we're purpose. I don't care if you don't like that I, that I say that. So. Right. We we do not know what to pray for or how to offer it as we should, but the spirit himself knows our needs and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. So, you know, every now and then those those moments where you find yourself stuck, where you're trying to figure out how to get from that low level thinking, that poverty mentality, that side piece mindset, you know the one, the one that settles for whatever anybody is willing to give, the one who give, 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 and there's never any reciprocity. You know that that mindset. You know how you have those moments where you like, mm. the, those moments where you don't necessarily have words. I need you to uh, understand and know, seriously. That's a prayer, especially when you are cognizant, conscious, and present, and you understand that God is 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 literally your substance. Those moments where you you like, huh? That's a whole word in in kingdom vernacular. <laughs> so those small sounds until you really get a grasp. It's, it's kind of like a baby when they initially start talking. Their first words are ba 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 da 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 da. Even when you start to um, use your kingdom language, initially you don't necessarily know how it sounds. And I, I want to tell somebody who may not have a language just yet which is why we set these Wednesdays for fasting time, so that we can start to understand um, how privileged we are, how much access we actually have. When you start to understand that even uh, your mutters are powerful. <laughs> when, when you don't know what to say, those deep sighs, those deep sighs literally have voice in the heavens. When your motive is pure and God, I don't know how to get from here to there. I'm not really sure how to think my way out of the lies that I believed about how weak I am. God, I, I didn't recognize that my weakness gave access to you to be greatness. Hallelujah. I, I didn't really understand that even my broken places, my broken pieces, you already knew about all of them and still you died. Still, you got up. Still, you selected me. Still, you set me apart. Still, you give me access to this thing called sanctification, justification, and glorification because you decided that I was good enough. You decided that you'd write of me what you know is inside of me because you created me. It's those moments where you just say, hmm. God, I, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna get from here to there in my thinking, but I 
thank you, Jesus, that because you shared your sanctification with me, you shared your set-apartness with me, I know that the Spirit of God that lives down on the inside of me is going to lead me into all truth in such a way that I don't have to babble or uh, whisper or mutter anymore, but I can come boldly before the throne of grace because now I understand that I was predestined. Now I understand that I have a predisposed nature uh, to operating like a king or a queen. I have a predisposed disposition uh, to stand in authority. I have a predisposed disposition to operate in dominion. I got a predisposed identity that says I belong in the room. I got a predisposed nature that says I sit at the head of the table because I'm royalty. I got a predisposed nature not to think ill of myself because I understand that I'm made in his likeness and his image. When you start to understand who you are, sanctification is a posture. It is assuming a position of access. Ah, I got this. This is mine. I'm, I am sanctified. Right? I, I literally in nature I am sanctified. I am set apart. Like I'm not average. Everybody can't just touch me. Everybody can't have access to me. Everybody can't be in my space and in my circle. Everybody doesn't even deserve to kick it. How about that? It's not cocky. It is completely confident. It is learned of who you are. I want to remind you this morning, everything about you is priceless. Your mistakes, they're just little reminders and marks of how great God's grace is. Every error that you made was already written in the equation. Every shortcoming you think you have gives you the ability to be vulnerable enough to say, God, this is my weakness. This is my broken place. But more importantly, your grace is sufficient for me. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, hallelujah, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan, according to his purpose. Because those who he foreknew, the ones he knew at first <laughs> and loved and chose beforehand, he already has a plan for your life, sweetie. And, and, and when you start to understand that plan, when the revelation actually hits you and you start to understand how amazing you really are, <laughs> how absolutely wonderful, beautifully flawed you really are, when you really start to get it, 
and you understand that he also predestined you, that means you already have a set destiny, right, to be conformed to his image and to ultimately share in his complete sanctification so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among believers. Listen, you walking into your season of honor, of what you deserve as a believer, as a kingdom citizen, is completely up to you getting the revelation that you are sheer royalty. This is the season, y'all, of effortless victories. This is the season where you begin to walk in identity in such a way that the things that God has already predestined for you will start to come to you without a bunch of effort, without exerting everything. See, because when you start to think better of yourself, better will start to happen. When you start to think more of who you are according to what's written of you, you'll start to experience more innately. Naturally, it'll begin to flow to you. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I experience. It's a decision. It is completely and wholly up to you to know that God's love for you is so immense. His concern for you is so great that he already made plans and provisions. Before you got here, he decided that you're great. Before you ever entered this earth, he decided that you have a destiny that the devil in hell himself cannot thwart. He made a choice of you from the foundation of the earth, not even in your father's loins, not even in your mother's wombs. He chose you. Everything about you is his intentionality. Hallelujah. He went inside of himself and he considered you and he created you for a purpose. There are people that are waiting for you to know that your mistakes did not disqualify you. You're sanctified because he was gracious enough to share it. Just live, y'all. Just be love and light and say, God, I, I don't know. When you find yourself at a loss for words, I promise, just sit down, sit still, sit on the side of your bed and say, mm. this whole entire intercession. God, I, I don't know what to do right here, but I don't want to do it my way. My way sucks. I keep operating like a popper when you called me a king. You called me a queen. You called me a prince. You called me a princess. You called me your son. I got authority and access to all of this, and I'm around here pig pen living. No ma'am, no ham, no turkey, and no spam. Cut it out. Ask him to show you, all right, God, I, I'm not, I ain't moving around today. I'm, I'm not going to go over here and, and go to the uh, check cashing advance place. Hey, I'm talking to you that's addicted to giving away money. You. I'm, I'm not going to uh, go over here and uh, sleep with this lady husband. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep with this man wife. I'm not going to settle for uh, being a 2 a.m. booty call. I'm not, I'm not doing that. 
I, I don't feel like getting high to escape the stuff that I refuse to deal with. Not not today. I, I want to know what you predestined me for, God. I, I want to know what your plan is for my life, Father. I want to know how to understand how great I actually am according to what's written. God, what did you write about me? Can you show me? Can you unlock the scrolls that are written in heaven and teach me about how amazing you created me because if you said I, I look like your son, I got to be great. I, I got to be amazing. I've I got to have something to offer the world. God, I know one day I was addicted to drugs, but I'm not addicted anymore. I know I was molested. I know I was violated. God, I, I know I was mistreated and abandoned and rejected. I, I might be adopted or a foster child, but God, you already had a plan for me. What is it? It's a desperation, y'all. I'm telling you. You get desperate enough to learn the ways of the courts and watch God change your life. I pray that something that I said will remind you of how important it is for you to know what's written of you. Like, don't keep just taking people's word for what the word of God says about who you are. Read it for yourself so you know what you have access to. Watch the word transform your life. It's not enough to just read the word, though. You got to have an intimate relationship with the Father. You got to spend time in his presence. Anything that is dark means that his presence is not present. Those dark areas in your mind, those dark areas in your heart. God, light me up. According to Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding. God, every dark place lighted up so that my light would become brighter, so that everywhere that I go, the atmosphere changes because they understand that I am love and light. Stuff's got to bow. It's got to adjust. You don't walk in the presence of a king or a queen and stand straight up. You just, you don't yeah. do that. It's not you don't have permission. Yeah. You got to mute your phone for her. You got to know exactly who you are so that you can operate in the capacity that he already assigned you to operate in. I promise you all. It is a matter of a decision. I decided I'm not living in poverty anymore. And I'm not just talking about money, even though you absolutely need some of that. <laughs> I'm talking about identity shift. I'm talking about really accessing who God says you are so you can live in the fullness of joy that his word promises each and every one of us, not because of anything that we've done, but because he already decided it's you. You're qualified. You are the one. He He handpicked you. It's you. I promise it's you. And you are good enough. And you are worthy, and you are loved. He calls you the apple of his eye, his beloved. All you have to do is say, okay, God, not only do I receive it, but I agree with what you say of who I am. That being said, listen, there may be somebody who joined the call, didn't have a chance to say good morning. Um, good morning, God morning, great morning. Anybody? Good morning, it's Destiny. Hey, good morning, Destiny. <laughs> good morning, it's Krishanda. <clears throat> Great declaration. I felt like Great. I was at a, a commencement. That was a <laughs> day. God bless you. Love you. 
Good morning, Miss Diane. Yes, he is. Yes. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, Miss Diane. We love you this morning. I heard you, Diane. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is PR. Hey, PR. Good morning. Good morning, it's Denise. Hey, Denise, good morning. Good morning, it's Monica. Hey, Monica, good morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Dr. Denise. Hey, good morning, Eric, good morning. Good morning, this is Georgia. Hey, Georgia, good morning. Good morning, morning this is Yolanda. Hey, Swanita, good morning. And and who else was that? Yolanda. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Lawanda. And I, I hear a man, but that's a different voice. Who is that? Al. Hello, Al. Good hey, morning. Al. Oh, you, you sounded different this morning. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Morning, morning. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Love you. Hey, good morning, Chris. Love you back. Good morning, Tasha. Hey, Tosh. Morning. Good morning. It's persistent. Hey, persistent. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Miss <laughs> Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Good morning. Anybody else? Amen. Um, Amen. That that being said, uh, is there anybody that has a question, comment, commentary? We can walk right into love, life, and victory. Sister Dion, this is Sister Tracy. I, I'm, I, I'm speechless <laughs> because of the things that you said this morning. I purposely make sure I'm on here on Wednesday. I usually am on a prayer line around the same time that Wednesday is my treasured time with you and the saints here. And you know, if my house was a tabernacle, I'm making it that way. I would be running the aisle. <laughs> the Holy Ghost leaped within my soul when you said how much, you know, God is the one that sanctifies us and makes us, it's not that we have to be good, like you said, because I'm one that kind of lived a goody two-shoes life. So when I got saved as a 14-year-old, people could have trouble seeing the difference because that was already a good person. But I just thank God that he sent my grandmother all the way from Chicago to tell me that, no, you got to have a relationship with the Lord. you got to yeah. have him inside of you. You have to have connection with him. It's not about just being a church-going Christian and warming the aisles. And I know that there was a season of my life that God left me to do things on my own and show me that I fail when I 
in my senior, baby senior years, that I can just turn that around with his help and serve him and be that transformed information, like you said, information without revelation never will bring transformation. And I need more information inside of me to be who he wants me to be. So keep praying for me. I know his trials, the trials that he's got me through, has growing me for my good and i i'm able to see like you had said before come from a place of victory i am a victorious woman of god who has overcome many things that vices or medication or counseling most people would have needed (laughs) but he got me through with his wonderful hand i just thank you yes for your your word this morning i is Priceless. Thank you. I just praise God for you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Amen. God be praised. Anybody else? Hmm. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra, and the only thing I'm going to say is being broke made me rich. How about that? Listen, thank come God on. For you. Oh, wow. I know. That's right. I, I thank God for you, the whole Declare Victory family, and that God first loved me. Oh, how I love Jesus. Yeah. To God be the glory. I love you all. Have a great day. Love you back, man. Anybody else? To know that he's given us the fullness of himself, that we can be the fullness of God embodied in this earth realm. It's just more than an ocean, amen. Powerful word, um, Pastor Dion. I honor the word of God and presence in you and how he has used you and how he continues to use you to break through, hallelujah, those areas in our lives that we need to hear, amen. Amen. Bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have anything? Thank you, PR, for that. Anybody else? 15th and 22nd, good. Amen. I know that this morning, um, I know I said a bunch. (laughs) And and I recognize for um, a bunch of us, it is uncomfortable, um, no matter how true it is. Until it becomes your truth, it's frustrating. The reality is that um, God desires us to be liberated in him so much. Like he, he wants us just to accept who he is and who he says we are in and through him. But he can't force you to receive his love. Hey, D. Hey, D. So, um, thank you. It's also a good reminder for for me to go back through sanctification and to really understand who I am and whose I am. And when you were speaking, thinking about how condemnation has wrecked a whole bunch of people because of what they came from. And I love how you said it doesn't matter you know, childhood wounds, aces, and so many people today 
and I have been really trying to just do a healing for my own three children that I birthed, but that stuff that, you know, unwanted or just abandoned, whatever it is, having a daddy, not having a daddy, having a mom, all of that, when you truly tap in, you can, it, it, it's almost like it'll erase that, and then therapy will heal that. But there's some people that are stuck because of not what God said, but what they have allowed man to say. And if you can get free from what others have said or put in you, and even some 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 children have been programmed, and I'll just be real transparent. When the when relationships work, y'all know we just had Father's Day, and so many grown people are still stuck in that because Mama said that. It's just so much to that. So this morning, when I was listening to y'all, I was like, man, if I if I'm not healed from the, the stuff that the church folks said about me. You know, I have to tap into the sanctification and know that no matter what, even the stuff that I did, even this morning, is forgiven. And if you really consider the cross, and when God gave his only son for that, you will be free, if that makes sense of what I'm saying, and be held of bondage. And like you said, not be just being sick. Nobody has to be sick, be in poverty, the mindset, all of it, when you really tap in to who God says, if you really get it, like and. There's no other way to present it than the way you do. You always make it so clear. So I just thank you this morning because I heard some more stuff. And I'm like, oh, this area didn't know I needed, you know, to really give it to God and let it go. And I'd be stuck and be still, you know what I mean? It's just good. I'm just grateful for you. hope you are, sis. I love you so much. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Love you more, sis. Hey, Dion. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm fabulous. Hi, Lisa Bisa. I didn't know what your voice was. Girl, you treat me. You can't treat me, girl. I'm all calm and relaxed. <laughs> Listen, I, I, um, I get to go in a little bit later today. I got to get my butt up and get to work. So I was dozing. I had the phone on. It started speaking. I feel like Rashonda. I felt like I was at a commencement ceremony graduating. <laughs> <laughs> ready to take on the world listen yeah this stuff that that you taught today would be ingrained in the believer as a new believer i think it would get us off to a much better start than where some of us started when we first believed <laughs> mm-hmm. it has everything to do with what we believe and who we believe in and if we believe that he is who he says that he is then that would settle the matter yes that would settle it really it would settle it so it's all about an awareness a consciousness and then like you say all the time and we've come to learn and love and i believe it to be true choices we make I was listening to a lady yesterday, and she was saying she got the five-second rule, and it's not about dropping something on the floor and you get to pick it up and eat it, but it's about counting down like they do with NASA, five, four, three, two, one. Listen, it's, it's written on my mirror. It's written on my mirror, and it says, it says get up. Yes, ma'am. Come on, I, I, know exactly, I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. We have I got a five-second rule. I, I wake up, I open my eyes, I got five seconds to get up, and I make my bed up. Make the mm-hmm. decision to do the right yep. thing and make the right choice because we got choices set before us. God said, choose life. I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses, yeah. choose life. Mm. If we would take that time to set that clock, 
count down because normally we're going to do what's routine and habitual, which is normally the wrong thing. And we're not going to do because motivation, I love it, really is not the thing that works. It's making a decision to do it every single time. So we got to make a decision every single time to believe God. Yeah. The scripture yeah. I was no matter what about. it feels like, your yeah, feelings right. will make a no fool out of you. Look like. Yeah. Right. And no matter what we see around us, listen, without faith, it's impossible to believe God. But he that comes to God must believe that he is. And then he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews 11 and 6. I think I'll write that down and put it on my wall. Mm-hmm. We got to believe that he is. And the reward, yeah. as we diligently seek him, are not always the tangible stuff, but it's that peace, it's that knowing, it's that freedom, it's liberty, it's that joy that we have that we can't explain or even articulate. It starts to change our mindset. We need a radical mind reset. Yep, absolutely. Mm. It's what happened on the <laughs> <laughs> That was some good words this morning. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. Mm. Praise God. And isn't it amazing how you could read that verse from a place of brokenness, from a place Uh of failure, place Mm -hmm. of sin Mm -hmm. nature, from a place Mm -hmm. of mediocre sin. Oh, my Jesus. The way we were taught it, it was halfway. Mm -hmm. I I was about dead reading. Mm -hmm. I think I do believe. Listen, it was written to give us life. It was written to give us it was written to put us, push us into purpose and promise mm-hmm. and acceptance of his love. That's it. If you understand that 90% of the battle is what you choose to receive, when you start mixing Old Testament mm-hmm. and New Testament, you're already in trouble. They are two, for two different dispensations. You're thrown and, off. And I, listen, and it's not on purpose. It's all right. well-meaning, and nobody meant any harm. But if you had a man who got a third-grade education trying to teach you about grace, and he ain't got no revelation. He just read some words and has been told, you awful, you horrible, you ain't qualified. If you don't do this, you're going to hell. No, I'm not. And if I do do it, guess what? I still ain't. How about that? I'm not going. I know who he says I am. I'm a whole son. I, I don't. My kids don't have to beg me for nothing. They mine. I love them. Whatever I can do to ensure that they have access to what it is that they, I'm doing that because like, I love them. That's it. When you understand how much he loves, his love overrides your raggedy thinking. It sure does. <laughs> it'll shape you. It'll fix your raggedy thinking. Come on. Come you. on. You it sure will. So why would I love him, God? When in fact, I am actually the righteousness, you're the righteousness of God, y'all. Listen, you are the righteousness of God. You are a joint heir with him. You are a kingdom citizen. You are qualified. You are justified. You are sanctified. You are you. Yep, you. He already knew what you were going to do before you did it. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, try using his words. He says, I am that I am. We can just say, I am. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I am that I am. 
Thank you, God. That's all. It's, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's up to you to receive what he said. Nobody That's can do it. that for you. Nobody. Nobody can do that for you. You got to choose right. him. That's right. Amen. Anybody else have anything this morning? Anybody else? Anybody else? I, and, and again, I know when this has not been what you've heard, and, and for real, listen, I was religious. I was. I was. I was bound by traditionalism and the ideas of my forefathers. Go back and read that Old Testament. And you did as your fathers did, dummy. Don't you see I came to absolve that? I came to cancel all of that out. It's up to you to accept it. It's up to you. Either you going to get it or you're not. That's, that's all. Either you're going to get it or you're not. But the beautiful thing is who he predestined, he foreknew. He know what decision you're going to make. He know whether or not you're going to choose him. He know whether or not you're going to accept his love. He's not confused. He ain't slow. It's up to you. Amen. He knows what it's going to take to get us to make that decision if we predestined. Sure. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it's the truth. Hey, Dee. Hey. Grace Share, my dog is in the, in the choir. Amen. And so I'm just going to tell you, Grace Share, I love you. He got, he got a whole amen, want to sow a seed. So he over there preaching. It. You hear him? Girl. <laughs> Hilarious. Amen. Anybody else before we release the call? Amen. That being said, listen again, it's Wednesday, y'all. If you've never fasted before, today would be a great day to jumpstart your faith. Today would be a, a great day for you to say, God, listen, I don't know how to do this. I, I would love to understand what your word says of who I am. Teach me how to live this thing out loud. Teach me how to receive the truth of who you call me. Teach me how to operate in the authority that you've already predestined me for as a kingdom citizen. Teach me that I am not bound by the laws of the land, but I am seated in heavenly places, high above principalities. God, teach me how to live. Teach me how to overcome every single thought that defies and uh, disqualifies what you've already said about me. Give me discernment. Help me to operate in the power that you preordained for my life so that I'm not living a mediocre, forgettable life. Who wants to do that? Who wants to be regular? Who wants to be average and forgettable? How awful is that? You remember so-and-so? No. Help bring it back to my, you ain't going to forget me, baby. You hear me? I'm not leaving here 
without it being extremely clear that I know who I am and whose I am. And I have a responsibility to operate in power and authority, to be love and light every single place I go. I was created to operate from a place of dominion and to occupy. I am obligated to be at my best every single day, every hour, every minute of every day because he predestined me for this greatness. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to be fretful or sorrowful because he already declared you sanctified. Honey, he already justified you. You right for the picking. You are ready for the battlefield. And guess what? In this season, you can fight with your hands at your side because there is already victory established because he predestined you. That's all. So that being said, you guys, listen, I love you. I pray that you have an amazing day. I pray that your day is so amazing that it makes you uncomfortable. You start looking around like uh, the, the little man going to jump out the closet and say you got punk. I want it to be that amazing. I plan to have an amazing day. I pray you do the same. We'll meet you right back here at 5 p.m. Um, and, and I'm hopeful that even as I close, that as we hang up this line, you start to say, yeah, I am amazing. Right. And not because of anything that I've done, but because he already selected me to operate in this greatness. Hallelujah. I love you guys. I pray that something that I said today empowers you to keep going. But this time, don't just keep going. Keep going intentionally, knowing that the victory is already planned out for you. All you got to do is agree with what the word of God has said about you. Talk to you guys a little bit later. Archer Circle tonight at 7 p.m. Hear you guys a little later. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day.